You're listening to the Truly I Tell You podcast. Podcast. Hello, this is Truly I Tell You podcast episode two with Lydia, Joe and Becca. And we're all Christians and our three most important things in life are Jesus, people and the world we live in. Each episode will be filled with stuff that we think is just too good to keep to ourselves. So it could be a film, a documentary, an important issue in our world, some well-known and others less mainstream. And each episode will end with one of us bringing a verse from the Bible that has directly impacted one of our lives and shining a light on that. And we hope this podcast is enriching, thought-provoking, and basically leaves you in a better place after tuning in. So today we're going to be talking about childhood nostalgia. We'll be touching on a part of the refugee crisis. We'll be chatting about Ben Lindsay's We Need to Talk About Race book. And lastly, our Bible verse of today's session will be Proverbs 16, 9. The Truly I Tell You podcast. So... Joe, tell us about a childhood nostalgia that you want to share. Well, for me, my childhood was basically football, football, football and Middlesbrough Football Club mad. I was absolutely obsessed. I lived for it. Obviously, I went to school like we all did, but really the talk was all about like, Oh, see that goal or <laughs> how well did the lads play <laughs> or whether I was playing. So it's kind of just... Almost Monday to Friday was a segue yeah, to get into yeah. the good stuff at a weekend. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely obsessed. I even had fishes, wow. little fishes that I named after the football players. I call them Ravinelli, Janino and Emerson. And if you are listening to this and you've never heard of those people, they are some of the greatest people <laughs> in MFC's <laughs> history. So check them out beautiful you won't have the emotional attachment i do that's yeah. probably good yeah because yeah. actually when i when i actually watch back some highlights or think back i can get a little bit emotional those wow. those times because i was so invested, so invested in yeah. the borough now i would say like one of our greatest seasons ever was the 96 97 season and we got relegated that's how that doesn't really sound good for for oh, borough yeah. does it yeah it does um, <laughs> and I was, I was actually because my dad used to is my dad took me to the borough matches. It was, it was beautiful. It was Aww. such sweet. Just be on his shoulders, cheering Aww. on, cheering on the lads. And I was actually listening to a podcast uh, the other week. Uh, Middlesbrough's most famous player. The girls are looking at me like who? Janinia <laughs> was on it, nice. and he was just chatting. And honestly, genuinely, and this is so sad. I told Grace, my wife, this. I, I started feeling a little bit emotional because I was like, oh, wow, such amazing times. What could have been? We could have been greatest club, but we got relegated. We lost our cup finals. And I was just like, it's really beautiful, but I'm so emotional. This is like so sad at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) That was mine. I'm not as football obsessed anymore, but that was my childhood. Well, mine. Probably primary school days. I'm 20 years old, so you can do the math like to see where I was in primary school. But we had these shoes called Daisy Shoes. 
And I don't know if you know, but there was a little doll underneath the sole and there was a plastic like clear thing at the bottom of the shoe that you could see this doll just like looking at you. And she's called, she was called Daisy, she's pretty cool. And um, the shoe box, you got stickers with it and you could turn it into Daisy's home. And that for me was the best thing. Like that year of that school shoe was so amazing because actually, you know, I had a little doll walking around with me. I mean, the shoes didn't last very long. Yeah, understandably, but I love those. That's unreal, that That is actually unreal. Yeah. Well, we had um, Polly Pocket. I mean, Polly Pocket, I think a lot of people would have never heard them now. But we also had Bratz. But while we were still in our Polly Pocket phase, um, we only had a couple of Bratz at this point. And I remember building this like crazy kind of like like pool party, shopping mall experience with Polly Pocket and a couple of the Bratz dolls. And I, I got our brother to come in and I was like, have you seen like what we've done, it's mint. And he's like, right, I'll take a photo and I'll send it to Blue Peter. And I genuinely thought he'd done that. And he was I like, you'll get a badge, you'll get a badge. And we never, and I'm like, actually still I'm, st- I'm still waiting for that badge to come in the post. I just, I <laughs> want Blue Peter, you better be listening. <laughs> I want that badge. You know, we don't even know if we got, if they got the photo, like. They probably I, didn't. Yeah. You need to ask Dan actually. Yeah. Dan, did you actually send this? Literally, we Dan, come, come clean. Literally, because you didn't. <laughs> yeah, but you know that was quite nostalgic. I, I like thinking about those things. I mean, I wasn't much of a football person, but mm. you can imagine your childhood was just teething. <laughs> Probably a little too much, actually. A little too. Much. The truly, I tell you, podcast. Cast. 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 So I'm going to be talking a little bit about refugees. Refugees are something that I think, definitely growing up in the Northeast, I've always been aware of refugees. We've went to school with people that have come from, you know, different areas um, of the Middle East, fleeing war and just coming to seek refuge, quite literally. And I just wanted to talk about how I I really want this stigma of refugees always coming to the UK stealing jobs in quotation marks if you couldn't see to just stop because I feel like it's a real cry for help for refugees in terms of coming to the UK and fleeing a very dangerous place and and possibly a lot of trauma still Mm. living with them at the same time and coming here and a lot of people just give them you know and it, it basically is just racism and it is just this massive Discrimination. Um, discrimination and stigma yeah. and prejudice of these people taking what is ours and that is just very patriotic in a very, very dark way. And I, um, there was a video on this um, Instagram page called Care for Calais with a number four and they posted an IGTV of a video of basically the, the kind of walk of refugees from, say, if they were coming from an area like Syria and for example we've got 100 refugees coming from Syria and you know 10 of them go to Italy and 64 or 65 of them you know head north um, to the northeast you know Germany, Sweden and actually Sweden take most of the refugees um, out of all the countries in Europe they have so much room to house them and to help them live and start a new life and it's it's really great and then they move northwest and these ones that will move northwest to the UK are actually they'll be English speaking most of the time they'll have family here 
they'll have connections, they'll have a really good job that they can get into. Um, in the video that I was watching, the example is that people were like architectures and building constructors, like these are good jobs that we have room to hire and employ people in those workplaces. And so that is only 5% of these 100 refugees in this example that actually end up coming to the UK and basically knocking at the door to say, that please, can I come and live here? Because where I'm coming from is not a great place. And I think people wrongly accuse refugees of being this like criminal kind of thing, even though they've done nothing of criminal nature and that they don't belong here. And I think it's something that I just really want to like shine a light on. Um, yeah. Just in a short time that we've got on this podcast. Wow, that's really cool. And like, I didn't have a clue about, I, I, I presumed England, Britain, we, we got the most refugees. So that, mm. that was actually really surprising. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, and I, yeah, and I think like that whole thing of, obviously there's lots of nuances in terms of different factors in, yeah. uh, and, and, and stuff. But it's at the forefront always remembering we're one human race isn't it yeah yeah yeah, totally yeah so interesting it makes the uk like seem so selfish and like our government just wants to keep us in and everyone else out but really like Mm. a heart of people is to care for one another and help each other where we need to so yeah 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 the truly i tell you podcast Okay, so um, yeah, I've I've read a book. Um, <laughs> that sounds read like a book. A, what? I read a book. The first one since I read Harry Potter fifteen years ago. No. Yeah, I read a book and read it in super quick time because normally I take so long to read books. Yeah, I'm like, same, hmm, same. What does that sentence mean? <laughs> yeah, and the book is called uh, "We Need to Talk About Race" by Ben Lindsay, and it's uh, on the front cover. It says, "Understanding the Black Experience in White Majority Churches." Uh, really, really good book. I would say it's funny how you can even kind of put yourself off reading mm. a book before you've even totally, read it. Yeah. So before I even read this book, which was it first came to my attention about a month ago, I thought like. I already know what I need to know about all this through kind of, I feel like I'm educating myself yeah, and, yeah. and stuff like that. And But it's fantastic. Again, it just, just kind of just challenges, challenges me again, gets me kind of thinking about actually from other people's perspectives, because it's so easy just to see like everyone's lives yeah. through, through my eyes. And actually that's not everyone's experience of how I see yeah. everything. So that was, in terms, especially in terms of uh, race. Uh, so going back a little bit, obviously at the start of lockdown, um, I would have said uh, the statement like all lives matter and being like, that's right and that's actually loving, that's caring. Mm. And of course, I believe, like, it's funny, everyone says that when they say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But obviously that issue, but actually I came to kind of be like, actually, no, it's really important to be like, Black Lives Matter and talk, in terms of talking about the statement, not talking yeah. about like, uh, or movement or organisation, but as a statement, Black Lives Matter and the focus being on, on, on that. So what would you say was the most poignant part of the book that you're going to like take with you yeah again I would say it's it's just being open to kind of like actually is there any kind of underlying things that just need to kind of be shaped a little bit 
Uh, but a really interesting uh, part of the book was when it spoke about, because it, 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 it went back to the slave trade and kind of like talked a little bit about black history and just how kind of some black people over the years have been, have been like so kind of anti-becoming a Christian or yeah. so against Christianity because actually the slave owners were very yeah, unlike yeah. Jesus, but yeah. they were claiming yeah. to be Christians right. yeah. and kind of in encouraging people in what we would say the religion rather than the relationship yeah. and yeah. obviously the slave owners were seriously not connected to God because if you're connected to God that isn't it's just not happening you've yeah. got heart uh, you've got God's heart on you so that was really interesting and in how they ventured into uh, they ventured into either no spirituality or other spiritualities but nothing uh, with Christian Christianity because seeing that as a as a white as a as a white man's religion and what was really really interesting was hearing this often slave owners wouldn't uh, share the story of the exodus in the bible that's about when basically uh, the israelites were under slavery by the egyptians and god used moses to uh, liberate them liberate them yeah and obviously that would resonate with uh, black people on plantations and in yeah, slavery, yeah. and it was it wasn't used. Wow, that was interesting. That's just crazy to me that you can be religious in in a sense of religion rather than relationship, and not share a very valid part of mm. someone's walk, like Moses, just being this amazing character that is that was so, like, he just didn't believe that he could free people. And yeah. so that in itself, Moses being the person we can look up to. But then the whole story of him setting people free from slavery is just, yeah. like, to not share that is crazy, I think. Mm. And even just for me, like, as a human being, I strive to not talk about race. I strive to not say anything about it because I wasn't aware whether it was just a political issue or it was a systemic issue that we all carry within our hearts never mind our you know workplaces work environments or just career paths in general anyway and it's something that like as a white person I now know that I cannot be silent about this and whether that's me just sharing with someone my opinion on it or whether that's me educating myself or educating someone else or stepping up when I hear a racist remark being made like that effect is equally as amazing as a celebrity sharing something because Mm, it's all internal isn't it you are Mm. working from the inside out and Mm. if you're just forcing people to believe something it's never gonna fully like come out the way you want it to and yeah yeah, what I just wanted to uh, end with there really was that whole thing. Of, I would say most people <laughs> would say I'm not, we're not, I'm not intentionally racist yeah, in yes. this country, and I totally believe yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But it's that kind of being open to question. Actually, is there some unconscious things that I'm not even aware of, mm-hmm. and actually to kind of just challenge ourselves, like totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, really want to share with you guys a scripture today that I felt like, you know. As a Christian, God was speaking to me through, really throughout this whole year, to be honest. Basically, it's Proverbs 16, 9, and it says, The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And I think um, as people living in 2020, as coronavirus has literally taken over, that there's a massive question of like, what has gone right this year? What, what has went 
according to my plan that I made, you know, the the bucket list I made on the 1st of January 2020 or the ideas that I thought were going to happen, you know, in an event environment or a massive environment with your family all around you. But unfortunately, we've been given the craziest alternative to think of a different solution of how we can do what we love to do, whether that's performing or whether that's talking with your friends or whether that's sharing Jesus if you're a Christian Um, and I think we've all learned different ways and God knew that we were going to do that before we knew we were going to do it and God knew exactly what corona was going to do to this world and in a way I think the best outcome of corona has happened because God pushed it that way God helped us each of us come to terms with what's gone on each of us come to terms with not seeing our family and trying to give us the peace inside of ourselves to just push past the six months that we were in our homes locked down and not being able to hug or see anyone. So obviously I said what has gone right this year but really my question is what went wrong this year for you in particular and do you actually trust where God if you believe in God is taking you from the experiences that you've had this year? And are you going to trust his paths and plans for you as well? Awesome. Cheers, Lydia. Uh, cheers, Becca. Oh, no, you got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the Truly I Tell You podcast. Cast, cast, cast. You've been listening to Truly I Tell You podcast with Joe, Becca and Lydia. And remember, truly I tell you, you are loved by God. You are loved by people and you are important to this world. The Truly I Tell You podcast. Cast, 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 cast.